morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Friday. Yes, we've made it through another week. No hurricanes to speak of, at least for this weekend. More missile launches over Japan. The New York Federal Reserve. I don't know, maybe they found reality and so much more. A, a huge amount of reports to go over today. Our toll-free number, 800 It is St. Gaudens Friday. You know, yesterday we started running the Saints from Mr. St. Gaudens. These things are, wow, just really, really nice. I got the first batch of them in here today, and even I was like, wow, we... Of course, stuff we've handled from a long, long time ago. Uh, still at thirteen forty-five. That's right, one thousand three hundred forty-five dollars on the twenty-dollar Saints at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The website at allamericangold.com, uh, where you can just do about everything. Uh, by, by the way, the Saints are up on the website as well. So if you don't want to talk to us, I know, I get it. Hey, I just don't like talking to people, right? That's kind of how, how how it is anymore. You can go right out online and you can order the Saints or anything else we carry right out there at allamericangold.com and never have to speak to one of us ever again. But Arlene is working, and she is by far the nicest person here. I mean, when you think about me and Wendy and Arlene, she is way, way nice. She's not all jaded and crusty. So if you want someone who's really, really nice, uh, Arlene has been, she was a customer, gosh, for over a decade, and now she works here as well. So uh, give us a call, 800 I don't even know where to start. Uh, first, after we got off the air and after the gold markets closed, I guess, uh, Japan confirmed, and we had talked about, hey, you know, Apparently, the Japanese and the South Koreans, they kind of know what's going on. They're like, hey, they just fueled up the rocket, and off it went, and they flew it over Japan again. This time, it traveled like 2,300 miles, uh, and I guess they just wanted to prove. We want to you know, launch missiles at Guam. We can't, because Guam's like 2,100 miles, uh, and I don't know, this one was... 700 miles in the air or something like that and of course that just the higher you can put it in the air i guess the the farther it will go uh and the second time now in three weeks where they've launched a a missile over japan you know his dad did that matter of fact uh, his dad did it twice but they were like a decade apart uh instead of three weeks and it just looks like i don't know but is World War Three inevitable over this? I, I it may be. I mean, because obviously it just. I, listen, I don't know. I, I guess we could call Rodman, right? I mean, if you think about who's ever who's talked to this guy, the only American I know that's talked to him is Rodman. Maybe we give Dennis Rodman a call, and and we can find out how close they are. I, I just get the feeling they're really close to this uh, being able to deliver nuclear warheads on missiles that will travel farther than, you know, they could always do it, right, to, to South Korea. 
And they could probably have been always been able to do it uh, to the Japanese. But the ability to launch missiles, and now we know they can launch a missile and actually get it here, right? We know that they can hit Alaska, they can hit California, they can hit Denver, they can hit Phoenix, they can hit Chicago. Uh, and if the North Koreans are to be believed, and it's hard to argue with them, uh, they can hit the whole U.S. Now, can they do it accurately, and could they actually put a nuclear warhead on it is the only thing left for debate. And I and I just think they're just, and I, you know, my only thought is they're doing all of these tests way more than they've ever done previously, right? And, 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 and it varies, but I heard yesterday, like, this is the 20-something missile launch, and all of them are are kind of doing things of look how far we can shoot them, look how high we can shoot them, and and then look at the design. We've changed the design uh, that that is getting it. Uh, I think right now some people are saying it's the heat shield, right? If they get that down, they're going to be able to deliver them. And and uh, you know the reason why they're launching all these missiles, they got to learn. Okay, that's you know tinker this and tinker that and. And uh, the question really is going to be, are we going to let them do it, right? Are we going to sit there and, and, you know, Vladimir Putin probably said something last week that I thought was really good. He goes, you can sanction them all you want. He'll make, it, he'll make the people eat grass if they have to, right? And, and he wasn't kidding, right? We, we know this. And, and, you know, kind of saying, hey, listen, you can talk sanctions all you want. It ain't going to stop them. Uh, so now the question will be, are we going to stop them or not? And I don't know what the answer I mean, I, I do know this. Eventually, sooner or later, someone's going to be like, okay, yeah, no more lobbing missiles over our country or, or we're going to retaliate. And so we'll have to wait and see that happen. Gold spiked. Uh, got up to, you know, the, back up to the, you know, the Trump election deals, the 1337 level. Uh, and then gold came down and, and it, uh, bounced off this 1320 level, so very actually a very big technical day for gold. Uh, it, so we we've kind of held that level. Now we're kind of right back to where we started with uh, on yesterday before the launch. Uh, but then the economic data came out of the U.S. Uh, and we've got it all from retail sales uh, to manufacturing. And then we got our, our, a big update from the Federal Reserve about GDP in the second half. Pedro Radio News Hour. Happy Friday. $100 bill Friday. Formerly Jack Daniels Friday. Pedro Radio News Hour. Our toll free number 800 951 zero five nine two so let's go over the economic data because you know the, the korea thing yeah you know and and i saw it today hey we're getting korea fatigue right missile fatigue they call it and and uh you know there's no no big storm heading well i don't know i guess they're saying there's a couple more that may be coming but there's at least no storm for this weekend so we actually got some economic numbers that have gotten uh, the attention of the Federal Reserve. First was retail sales for the month of August. 
caught everybody off guard. Retail sales fell in August. So it's the the third time in the last two months, or the last the third the second time in the last three months. Friday, right? It's it, it, it's just what you never know. So two times in the last three months where we've had declining retail sales. In the one month, July, they had that big bump in July. They 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 erased half of that. So they took July and said, okay, and it was really the car part, right? They took all the car sales out. Of course, I've been telling you that all along. So, uh, And now instead of July was up six-tenths, it went down to three-tenths. Uh, August retail sales fell two-tenths. And then when you factor in June's retail sales and July's retail and August retail sales, retail sales for those three months actually was down a tenth. They said they fell two-tenths of a percent. But if you stripped out autos, it was better. It was up two-tenths. Of course, you know, stripping out auto, it's nice. Right? Hey, well, you know what? If you just don't count the bad stuff, <laughs> then it'll look really good. Some of the 1.6% decline in auto sales was blamed on Harvey, uh, which, which hit at the, uh, at the end of the month. But there was also a surprise dip in the category that, quite honestly, I don't remember the last time it fell. And that category is called non-store retail sales, which is another word for Internet shopping. That's your online shopping. It falls into the non-store retail sales category. And it fell 1.1%. And, of course, you know, they talk about Amazon this and Amazon that. There is, and I'll say this, there's an explanation that they give that I think may, you know, definitely didn't help the number. How about that? I'll give them that much. One possible and at least logical explanation is that the 1.8% rise in July, and then you factor in a 1.1% decline in August, Right, and, and this is kind of goes along hand in hand with what I've been telling you. Yes, Amazon does well, but they are only a small piece of what's happening in the retail category. Was was they're saying that July had a spike because they had that uh, Amazon Prime Day, which I'm not an Amazon child. I don't think I've ever actually bought anything from Amazon. My wife. She shops there all the time. Wendy, like when I get, like sometimes like, well, we'll do books and there's a book I want to get. I'll tell Wendy, hey, order it for me. That's how she does it. And I guess on July 11th, they had some big day, some big sales day. Uh, And then, of course, but this kind of goes hand in hand with what I've been saying. People are broke. Hey, if I splurge in July, I can't buy anything in August. And they said that uh, auto sales, which took another hit, now they're saying September could take another hit uh, due to the impacts on her, of, uh, of Irma in Florida. And then, so we've had, now, there was no hurricane in June. 
There wasn't a hurricane in July either. So did the hurricanes affect the, well, and I guess the one, the Harvey affect retail sales? I'm not so sure. And I say that because, you know, you see all the things where all the stores are cleared out. <laughs> right? And of course, and it's mostly what? Water and, and batteries and lumber. But, you know, you get a bump up from it. And, and uh, of course, obviously with Houston filled up with water for as long as it had, obviously it had some effect. But then we also got industrial production numbers. Now, this was expected to decline. And, add, and again, it declined more than expected. Industrial production for the month of August fell nine-tenths of a percent in August. It was up four-tenths of a percent in July. Uh, it was down in June. So you get the picture. Uh, Hurricane Harvey, they estimated that of the decline, and by the way, just so you know, they were expecting it to be up a tenth, and it was down nine-tenths. So it was a pretty big miss. But they said Hurricane Harvey accounted for 0.75 of the 0.9. So therefore, it's not too bad. Uh, utility output plunged 5.5% in August. They said that the unseasonably mild temperature, I don't know what you're talking about, unseasonably mild, it was hotter than you know what out here. Oh, I guess they said it was uh, mild in the East Coast. Reduce the demand for air conditioning. So apparently, turn that thermostat down. We need you to run that air so we can help out the economy. They said uh, mining output fell eight-tenths of a percent in August. They said uh, that Harvey probably stopped some drilling for oil and natural gas. Manufacturing output also fell three-tenths of a percent in August. Uh, Storm-related effects to have reduced the rate of change, they said, in factory output, but they didn't really give a reason for why they said that. So those were the, the two big pieces of economic data out. And then about, and this was, like I said, gold was up in the 1330s, started selling back off. When I got in this morning, it was, you know, right at that 1325 level. And then right before these reports came down, right, they whack it, right, you know, leading up, because I guess they were expecting much better numbers. They didn't get them. Uh, and then gold kind of went back. And then the New York Fed said it was making an announcement. They whacked it back down to that 1320 and then again got caught off by the announcement. The New York Federal Reserve came out and said that they are revising what they think the economy is going to do in the second half of this year. And so and I was thinking, okay, they're going to tell us that the hurricanes are going to help. Right? Because that's what you hear. Right? Somehow the thousand-year flood in Houston, the, the most now, I guess, you know, in Irma, as long as you weren't in the Florida Keys, you know, you you're probably did okay. Right? It could have been way worse. So it wasn't as bad. They said the exact opposite. So here's what they said. They, they had been predicting 2.1% for 
for the third quarter, which I'm like, I thought they were near three. So I, and I'm kind of like, were you really? And I didn't look beforehand, so I can't prove me right. Right, but they're talking about all this great stuff. They now say third quarter GDP is going to be 1.3. So we had, what, 1.2 in the first quarter. We had this surprise 3% in the second quarter, and almost all of that big gain had to do with them manipulating auto sales. So my guess for, and this is me guessing, why they're now saying third quarter is going to be so low is they don't want to go back and fix their mistake. So they'll fix it by, by lowering the third quarter. So now third quarter down to 1.3. The fourth quarter, they said they were at 2.6. They're now saying 1.8. So if you take the average, let's just say, and, and obviously it's the Fed, right? <laughs> They're not very good at predicting anything. But let's just say they get this right for a change. And remember, they're normally what? Overly optimistic. But if you had 1.2 in the first quarter, and remember, this is very, very important to President Trump. 3% in the second, 1.3 in the third, and 1.8 in the fourth, you would be left with a GDP of roughly 1.8%. Right? Hardly economic nirvana. Last night, and I want to point this out, because gold really didn't react to the launching of the missile. And what I mean by that is gold was, I think gold closed at 13, yesterday about 13.25 and change. When the missile first got launched, gold went to like 13.28. And it wasn't until probably a few hours after that, and really several hours after that, well into the evening, when I saw gold, you know, I flipped on uh, uh, Bloomberg, and I and I saw gold up at you know in the, the, the you know thirteen thirty five, and I was like, oh okay, well they were just slow reacting to to the missile. And then when I got in this morning, I started digging around, and the Treasury Secretary. Well, defending his, you know, the honeymoon trip on the airplane. Pointed out, and I'm going to quote you what he said. We are less, talking about the Trump administration, we are less concerned about inflation than we are about economic growth. And most people, me included, took this as a warning shot to Janet Yellen. Already, Donald Trump's got to find a new New York Fed chairman. And, and based on what Steve, uh, Mnuchin said, the Treasury Secretary said last night, 
we're going to put somebody in there that isn't going to raise rates. We are not concerned about inflation. What we're, what we're concerned about is this 1.8% GDP. That's what we're concerned about. So, Janet, if you want to keep your job, yeah, you won't be raising rates anymore. And this is what actually Gold reacted to last night. And again, we're building a, a great base here above 1300 That 1320 level, if that holds, that's a, a really nice support level. Of course, 1300 will be a, a huge support level, then 1320 then you've got the, what I'll call the Trump election level again, right, That where we got back up to last night, right around that 1335 level. And then we've got that 1378 target based on what the New York Federal Reserve said today about GDP. I feel very comfortable that that target is going to be breached before the end of the year. So U.S. twenty dollars saved at thirteen forty-five sounds like an absolute steal. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since nineteen eighty-three and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Hyatt. Sunday will be Constitution Day the 230th anniversary of the signing of our great United States Constitution in Philadelphia in 1787. This is a great occasion for every American citizen to study why our Constitution is so great and to resolve to protect our Constitution against two major current attacks. First, several groups are currently toying with the notion of calling another constitutional convention, or CONCON, in order to pass a constitutional amendment they favor, but which the Congress has not seen fit to pass. Some people are eager to have a balanced budget amendment. Some, an amendment that would allow a majority of states to repeal acts of Congress. Some, a right-to-life amendment. Although a CONCON is legal, it would be very foolish, because once a convention is convened, it can make its own rules and set its own agenda. Phyllis Schlafly attended at least 17 national political conventions, and she knew that the guy with the gavel controls what comes up at a national convention. The rules made ahead of time are really almost worthless. A lot of powerful people don't like our Constitution or our structure of government, and they would seize this opportunity to make major changes. The fake news elite media would also certainly become a big player in any convention. A second attack on our Constitution is coming from those who want to change our constitutional form of government by abolishing the Electoral College. We heard quite a bit about this process last fall after Donald Trump's giant electoral victory. The Electoral College is the mirror image of the great compromise that the Founding Fathers worked out between the big states and the small states. The college has served us well for more than two centuries, and, if it ain't broke, let's not try to fix it. This system is one of the prime ways that large urban population centers are prevented from dictating the policy and politics of the other vast majority of the country. I encourage you to make Constitution Day meaningful this year by reading the Constitution and studying the text that all of our public officials swore to uphold and defend. 
2017 marks 50 years of the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, mailed, broadcast, and posted online to millions of Americans eager to follow her traditional, conservative perspective. We continue that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com, archiving the past, addressing today's key issues, and staying alert for the future. So bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. I know it's difficult. There's so many people just struggling out there. So many people confused. They don't know what to believe. Is the is the all-time high in Wall Street what we should believe? Is the... 13% rise in gold, what we should believe, is the 11% fall in the dollar, uh, what we should believe, should we believe uh, the Federal Reserve uh, is somehow now Donald Trump, right, who hangs out with Nancy Pelosi and, 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 and Schumer? What happened? I mean, for me, I... That's not what I voted for. I, I can tell you that right now. You know, kind of like, you know, first it was the, I kind of was like, all right, the debt ceiling, maybe he's playing, you know, uh, playing a little poker here. And now he's going with them on their, their tax cuts, and, and it's just, you know, weird things. Right, more missile launches and right the hurricanes and, and and so a lot of people when they don't know what to do, you do nothing. Well doing nothing so far has cost you thirteen percent. And if all of these people are right, and by the way, the Atlanta Fed now has lowered GDP, Barclays has lowered everybody's joining in now, right? Everyone's slashing GDP. But here's two things. I want you to keep in mind. Trump and the Democrats want to get rid of the debt ceiling. Right? What does that mean? What that means is, hey, we don't care about the debt anymore. Right? I mean, that's just what it means. Right? And they'll justify it as we don't like it as the political football or this, that, or the other. But the realities are... It just says, hey, we don't want to be reminded about it. Then his Treasury Secretary last night, we're not concerned about inflation. We're concerned about economic growth, which is a warning shot, and not just a warning shot to Janet Yellen, but an indication of who they're going to put on the Federal Reserve Board. By the way, they've got like three seats to fill. And they're going to load them up with very dovish, again, this dollar that I've been talking about. So now you've got the the, the president and his administration right, cozying up to the Democrats. Let's get rid of the debt ceiling. Let's get rid of anybody on the Federal Reserve that wants to uh, raise rates. We don't care about inflation. We want what? We want lower rates. 
And listen, that's from Trump's been that way from the get-go. And he, I know it quite honestly, I, I he's not wrong. Listen, the real data's not very good. And and I know that, that that's hard for a lot of people to understand because they come out and say, well, but look at what they say on TV. And, and look at Wall Street. Listen, we know, we've known this for a long time. Wall Street has not, it, there's literally almost no correlation between what Wall Street does and the health of the American economy. They are multinational companies. And everybody's giving them handouts. Right? Nobody has high interest rates, right? They have borrow money everywhere. Well, look at Foxconn. Oh, and I feel bad for Wisconsin. Right? Foxconn, who has a notorious history of collecting a lot of what I'll call uh, freebies and then not delivering. Right, Wisconsin wants to write them a check for three billion dollars. Right? How about you? How about you do this? Once you've actually done what you say you're going to do, build the plant, hire everybody, then we'll give it to you. Of course, then it'll never happen because they have no intentions of doing it. And you start to really say, okay, what does it all mean? You think Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury, said? You think he's a dumb man? You think he doesn't still talk with all of his banker buddies? Of course he does. You know what they're telling him? Right? You know what they're telling him? Hey, listen. Okay? Retail's dead. Right? None of these people can pay back the debts that they have. We've got all of this stuff, and even the people that are in junk, and they refinanced, and they you know loaded back up, they're struggling to pay bills. Even some of the prime guys are starting to struggle. And, and they're talking about, what, blowing up the debt, right? Spending money. Let's make sure we keep interest rates super low. And really what they're talking about is, right, weakening the dollar. And then the government comes out with that Census Bureau report where, where they said, oh, income's great. But then when you actually look at the details, and the devils are always in the details, aren't they? If you take out the top 5% and leave the other 95%, it's not very good. Matter of fact, the bottom 50% is making way less. The next, uh, and really it's the bottom 60 making way less. In the next 35%, ready for this? You're bringing in $4,000 more than you were in 1999. That's it. Four grand. <laughs> right? That's a year. That's a year. They're not four grand a month. Four grand for the year, or basically $330 more a month. You know what's so funny is, and I don't know why, but yesterday after work, I got home, and my wife, for some reason, and I think because it came in the mail, and she was like, I'm going to call United Healthcare. They're not even in Obamacare anymore, and our premium is $533 a month. 
and she had pulled out somehow she I don't know how she pulled out her bill from five years ago right right she's a woman she saves everything this is why she runs our household she's just better at it than I am right I could have thrown that crap away a long time ago it was two hundred and fifty dollars so essentially, the only thing that the average American can pay for, and I figure, you know, we're the average. We are, dude, we're fighting hard to be middle class. I'm not a millionaire. I'm married with two kids. I'm paying $300 more a month on health care than I did just five years ago. And yet the government came out with their great report saying you're making $300 more than a month 17 years ago. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Uh, gold is down between a dollar to $2. Uh, and, and Kitco will have it down a little more because Kitco had spiked up in the electronic trade after the missile launch. But... 1323, 1324 on gold. So you're talking about uh, $20 Saints. And like I said, I just got the first batch of them in. These things are awesome. 1345. And you, you start thinking about what just, just today. Forget about missile launches. Forget about hurricanes. Forget about all the misleading government reports that each one contradicts the other. And just listen to what's happening, right? Donald Trump and the Democrats want to get rid of the debt ceiling. Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, says, hey, listen, we don't give a crap about inflation. We want economic growth which is really goes hand in hand, really. It, it, it's a twofold thing. They want to blow up the debt because they know how to get economic growth. It's actually not that hard. Let's just print a lot of money. Right? That's what they want to do. Let's just start right. We want to build the, uh, the wall. We want to build the infrastructure. We want to build back up the military. We want to give the taxes. That's all code for we want to spend money. Don't know if it's going to help. According to the Federal Reserve, it's not. But it doesn't really matter. What they're going to do is to continue to take the dollar down because they never fixed it. You want more data points? I'll give you some. Career builder. $98 million non-government full-time workers, okay, 78% of the 98 million live paycheck to paycheck. In other words, what, here's, what pay, here's how Career Builder defined paycheck to paycheck, because it's always good to define it. And most of these people, you know, they, 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 whether you get paid every week, every other week, once a month, it didn't matter. You're working full-time. You're a full-time employee. At the end of the month, if you have less 
than $500. Career builder puts you in the paycheck to paycheck category. At 501, right, you get out. In 2016, so a year ago, the number was at 75%. A year later, and remember, they have bragged about these jobs and bragged about them and bragged and bragged and bragged and told you about how wages were going to come around eventually. Of course, now now they've stopped saying that. You listen to this dumb guy on the radio every day, you already knew that. Right? What do you think? I've I've got some some super Einstein-like mind to figure this out before all of these other people? Of course not. Because I look at the real numbers. It's now at 78%. By the way, career builder... Highest level ever since they've been doing the survey. Now, if things were getting better, that number would be going down. But the number keeps going up because the amount of debt that they got to pay keeps rising. Whether it's a student loan debt, an auto loan debt, a credit card debt, their rent, their mortgage, their Obamacare, their car insurance. It's never-ending. And then the the Census Bureau number, well, it was really shocking. If you're in the top 5%, your adjusted household income, they went all the way back to 1967. The top 5% is up 200 thousand dollars annually two hundred thousand dollars annually well i guess uh it, up two hundred thousand since 1967 so they've been adding and adding and adding five thousand here ten thousand there now their average uh the top five percent make two hundred thousand dollars a year more today than 1967 the bottom 60 percent and it's going back to 67. Forget about, you know, we go back to like 2000, 99, 97. Let's go back to 1967. The bottom 60% of the country, 2900 bucks over the last 50 years. And this is something where I don't care whether you want to believe it or not. I don't care if you want to sit there and do nothing and try to wait to figure it out. You can do all of those things. But this is really how it works. It's a little bit. It's gradual. Every decade, more Americans fall out of the middle class and more Americans fall out of the lower middle class and the upper, they keep falling. You don't realize it. But how do you think, you know, it's 1967, there was nobody on food stamps. <laughs> the program didn't exist or it just started existing. I thought, I think if I'm right, 68 was the first year. And there wasn't, you know, a million people on it. 
Right now, the Agriculture Department says, hey, by the way, 80 million Americans use one of the 16 programs we have. 800-951-0592. Wealth insurance is what you're going to need. The currency of last resort is what's going to be standing when it's all said and done. Final segment coming up. Final segment on a Friday, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. We found out that we're $20-plus trillion in debt. It really, and that was probably the best 20. You know, how and I always tell the story about debt, right? You know, the first when you first go into it, it feels real good. Right, because you you got something, right? I, oh, I got a credit card, and I went and bought a new TV. Well, it felt good because you got to watch the TV, and then the bill comes in, and it feels less good. And we notice, and we have this pattern where, the, as the debt got bigger, right, economic recoveries got less robust. The 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 crashes got bigger. Right, and then you look at, uh, and, and really, it's a it's a cycle, and it's so easily traced. Right, you just start going back from the seventies, and you can follow these patterns, and they're over and over and over, and always under different circumstances. But there's the pattern nonetheless. And as we look at the the this recovery, which has been, you know, the you know the weakest recovery ever, you know. The, you, Look, at 4.4% unemployment, the Federal Reserve said, hey, the second half of this year, we're going to get 1.3% and 1.8% GDP. Are you kidding me? That number would have been like 4.3 and 5.8 back in the day. So what's changed? The amount of debt. And now we're getting ready. We're just, we're just at the beginning Right, I kind of liken it to the hurricane, right? When the outer bands of the debt are just starting to come ashore and we're waiting for the eye wall to move in and over the next five years, really ten years total, it's going to be catastrophic. Uh, by the way, another pension problem, California. Two more, st- two more cities in California feeling the wrath of CalPERS. Uh, I'll try. You know what? I'll I'll save that one for Monday. Uh, take the time. You know, you're looking at levels and prices, especially what you're going to pay relative to the spot price. This is generational stuff. When you're buying a U.S. twenty dollars St. Gaudens for twenty twenty one dollars twenty two dollars over spot at thirteen forty five. And, and, you know, you start looking at, okay, what is really the new economic agenda? The economic agenda is we want to go bigger, more debts, right? No rate hikes. And and cross our fingers and hope and pray that somehow we get GDP growth. And, of course, and all the while, right, we've got the dollar falling, uh, you've got whether you know just look at like the bitcoin stuff and i know that bitcoin got hammered 
but the concept behind it, which was another way of somebody trying to figure out how do I get my money out of the hands of these central bankers? And that's where we come in. This is what we do here. If you want to sell, call us. We're buying. 800-951-0592. U.S. $20 Saints, thirteen forty-five. Everybody, you know what? Have a heck of a weekend, and we'll talk again next week.